to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And y'all know I hate saying it, but I need you to do it. Please, 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 if you are taking in this content, please leave a review, preferably with the most stars you're allowed to give it, because that helps it in the algorithm. That helps more people see it. That helps more lives be changed because of it. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for doing that. But let Let's jump into the episode because I've got a really fun guest today. We are half the country away from each other. Val Miller. Val is short for Valerie, and I call her Val because we're best friends. And she is the marketing manager for the Art of Home Ownership. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about it so everybody understands what's going on. But guys, here's what I love about Val is she is way younger than me. And, and so she, she was, you know, she was born with a phone in her hand. She just gets marketing at a different level than old people like me do. And, and so I can't wait Val to just jump into all things, social media and marketing. But before that, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for the warm welcome. I'm happy to be here. I, a lot of the time when I'm doing content like this, I'm the one interviewing. So it's kind of nice to be on the other side, a little relaxing pressures on you. I'm glad. I'm yeah. so glad. And I welcome that pressure. <laughs> and I can't wait to come on your show and make you feel all the pressure. Absolutely. While I just sip on some iced tea and answer your questions. Yeah. Excited. So tell everybody real quick, what is the art of home ownership for, for anybody that doesn't know? Yeah, it's um it's taken a little while for me to be able to kind of get it into an elevator pitch because okay. It is a very, um, it's complex, but really the whole mission of what we're doing is to position the mortgage professional as more of an advisor and creating those lifelong clients. Yeah. So what our technology does is really prioritizes financial literacy. It helps the consumer maintain their home, maintain their mortgage, um, leverage their finances and the investment that they're making in a house. Right. So it's um, a systematized business model is is what we refer to it as, but it's a lot of fun um, doing some big things in the industry. So yeah, excited. yeah, it's huge, and and it's I I have clients that are clients of of the art of home ownership, and so I've co- I've got to see kind of some of the inner workings, and and it's 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 impressive. Yeah, and you are the marketing manager of something that is very impressive. And so you can't be chopped liver at this thing we call marketing and social media. And, and so we have some things that, that I know you wanted to talk about because I already asked you that before we hit record. Um, side note to anybody that wants to do a podcast, have a three-minute conversation with your guest before you hit the record button because you never know the insights that you can receive in that short amount of time that makes the episode way better. Okay? Yep. Now, back to the episode. So you... 
you deal you deal with a ton of mortgage professionals and you know through what you guys do i want to just jump in here what what do you see the most where like lenders just aren't getting what they should be doing on social media like what are they doing wrong uh, yeah i think the biggest thing is not doing anything right <laughs> yeah I, I, I try to, co I coach some loan officers as well, um, both on the side. And then I'm also contracted with a okay. mortgage company where I'm working with their loan officers, trying to coach them. Yeah. Um, and really it's a lot about getting over the mindset of getting started with okay. marketing and social media. So a lot of, you know, if we're looking at the demographics of mortgage professionals, they're typically middle age um, and those, that demographic did not grow up around social media and, you know, being on video and right. being in front of people in this like digital age. So a lot of it is getting over that mindset, but as I'm coaching them and trying to give them really like tactical things to do, like record a video about this and then, you know, make a corresponding graphic that communicates the same message, but in a different way. And it's, it's mostly about the execution, like just scheduling on their calendar. This is what I'm going to set aside time for. I'm going to record three videos about these topics. Like they just don't, it's more of the follow through. Um, yeah. And then the people who are active on social media, sometimes they try to be a little too polished, um, mm -hmm. not real enough. Cause I think it's almost like being on social media and putting out content. It's almost like you're on stage and you need to be right on and you need to be performing, but it's really not like if you're just the, the videos that I felt that I've connected with the most and like got to know people almost yeah. is when you are just kind of walking around, like talking into your cell phone and recording a video that's creating some sort of value, telling your audience something about yourself. So I think just being a lot more getting over the mindset and being really comfortable and yourself on social media is something that not a lot of people do. I, I totally agree. And, and so for a moment, I want to invite ourselves into your coaching and I, you know, I'm a loan officer that, that you're coaching right now. Mm -hmm. I am saying all of these things. I don't know where to start. I, what is your, right? Cause every, everybody I know they want, you know, a thousand year strategy yeah. before they're even willing to do anything. Yeah. And so how do you coach someone into starting? Like, what does that look like? How detailed is that? How simple or practical is it? What does that look like? Great question. So I actually have an intake process. So what I do is run through with them a few different sections of their life and their business. Okay. So start out with how did you get into the industry? Um, what made you become a mortgage professional? Why do you do what you do? And kind of getting into more of the, the messaging around like them as a yeah. professional. Yep. Uh, and then I get into, okay, what are the clients that you typically work best with? Like what type of loans, what age range, who is really your best audience that you work with in your business? And then I get into, okay, what struggles are they typically dealing with when they come to you? Like, what is kind of an obstacle? Do they not know that they can afford a home? Do they need more of a down payment? Um, is their credit low? Like any, any struggles that a lot of clients come to them with. And then 
I get more into them as a person. Like, what do you care about outside of work? Is there any like really missions that you're um, associated with or like nonprofits? Um, Are you really a family person and you just like spending time with your family? Um, And then some of their hobbies as well. So do you like to go hiking or read books and like any sort of hobbies, anything that really is important to them? And from that, I will break it down into content ideas based on all the things that they told me. So the actual intake, that's one call. And then after that, I take some time to really spend without okay. And I walk through like, okay, these are the different content buckets. And then these are the specific topics that you could be talking about in videos and graphics. Like these are things that matter to your audience. Um, and, and that includes anything from, you know, what is an appraisal or how much do sure. I need down payment to um, pictures of them hiking on the weekends. Like I always tell people, and sometimes I don't schedule it all out because I also help them create an, a content calendar to map out some of those topics and things to talk about. Okay. But I say you can't, it's not always about planning everything out and being really structured with it. So if you are doing something with your family and you happen to snap a picture, like people love to see the human side of things, whether it is you doing something fun on the weekend, spending time with family, people on your team, even just getting them involved in the social media content. So I do progressively get tactical and more in depth with them to say like, this week, this is what you should be doing and shooting content about creating graphics. Um, and a lot of the time I recommend that they batch that time, even if it's in the beginning of the month and they just take one hour to record a few videos. Sure. That's typically the best use of time for loan officers. So, so much goodness and in, in what you just said. So guys, I would recommend that you rewind this right now and go write down all the questions that Val said she asks the loan officer she works with and in that intake time. And, and then fast forward it back to this point where I'm going to ask about the buckets, right? You, you mentioned buckets. I call it like pillar content. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. So yeah. talk us through, well, I, I think it is, maybe it's not, I'll, we're about to find out. Talk us through like how, does everyone have the same four buckets? Is everyone, are everyone's buckets unique? Like when you say buckets, that means a million things to you. Yeah. Help us kind of understand practically like what that could look like for a listener. Yeah. If you, if you kind of take a, a high level look at it, it can be the same buckets, but for each person, the topics inside those buckets are going to be different. Sure. So, you know, if you're talking about kind of who you are and your general mission as a mortgage professional, maybe it's to be that long-term advisor, like we advocate for Art of Homeownership. So that's, if I'm working with Art of Homeownership partners, that's really that bucket is what is your mission? It's to be a long-term advisor, to help people in every aspect of, you know, real estate and finance. So putting out content that talks about that mission is important because people, will resonate and see like, okay, I want someone who's really going to be dedicated to me being successful. So I want to work with someone like that. And then getting more into um, the types of clients that you work with, that's where you really get into the nitty gritty and get more specific about the mortgage topics. So if you typically work with, and sometimes people have a few different um, kind of 
target audiences that they go after, I think the more specific you can get with it, the better. But let's say you typically work with veterans. So you want to be putting out, think first about what struggles do veterans typically have? I hear a lot, you know, with the 0% down, then a lot of people get this impression that they don't need any money to buy a home. So that's a, a huge misconception that someone can be putting out a video saying, just because you don't need any money down with a VA loan does not mean you don't need money at all. Like you have to think about the closing costs and everything else associated with it. Right. Just answering those questions ahead of time will make you a resource to the people that you want to be working more with. Um, so good. So if you are answering a question, even before they have the chance to ask it, they'll probably have follow-up questions. And then you'll be that person that you, you know, you've established yourself as that point of contact and that resource for them. I love it. And then getting deeper into the other buckets is more of, um, you know, what do you do outside of work? And like I said, this can be all across the spectrum. So sure. do you, um, are you involved with any nonprofits that you really care about? Um, why are you interested in those nonprofits? Do you have something happen to you at some point that it's really close to your heart means a lot to you? Um, do you like to hike on the weekends? Do you, I like for myself personally, I always share when I'm reading books and like the books that I'm reading and kind of the key takeaways. And I usually get pretty good engagement just because you know, a lot of the people in the industry like to read books. So I've just found sharing what it's about, my key takeaways, kind of what it means to me. That's something that it just says a little bit about myself, what I like to do in my spare time. So really anything that you share to just make you more of a human being through a screen is going to be impactful with your audience. I love it. I love it. And, and then, and talk us through, you know, you, you mentioned a calendar that you know every coach in the world is is going to leverage that at a different capacity mm-hmm. um do you you know you you also said the phrase batching content which some people may not even know what that means yeah are are you a fan of like using a calendar but being willing to be like present in the moment and do some kind of raw and real content always you know predetermining what you're going to talk about like how do you how do you teach through having a content calendar? Yeah, that's a good question. So for myself, I don't use a content calendar for my own content on social media because it's already in the back of my mind. And I'm just, yeah. it's almost like a muscle memory at this point. Sure. So if I'm doing something or I get a question randomly from a loan officer that I'm like, oh, this would be a good piece of content, um, then I just do it. But for a lot of loan officers, that's not the case where they're really used to just creating content. So making a calendar that says, and I found this with some of the, the mortgage professionals I've worked with, they say, if we have like, this is, these are the videos that I need to record, I'm much more likely to do it because it's not this nebulous kind of thing on your task list that you need to do. So if you map out for the month, like these are four topics that are really important to my audience. And you say, for week one, I'm going to talk about this topic. And you create a few different forms of the same question or the same type of content. Uh, Then you have four topics. And let's say four of those pieces of content are videos. So at the beginning of the month, you can take one hour, have a few talking points for each of those topics, and then knock out four videos at one time. 
and you have one video per week, which is great for loan officers. If yeah. we're being honest, a lot of people don't even do that. So right. batching that um, just because like on a weekly basis, if you have to shoot a video every week, sometimes that can get kind of, um, how do I want to put it? They just dread doing it. Sure. So yeah. if you do it at the beginning of the month, get it over with, then you don't have to worry about, you know, this task that's coming up weekly. I find that that's um, a lot more likely to be done for a long yeah. yeah. It's kind of like when you go to the doctor and you're just like, do everything that you need to do. Yeah. Like while I'm here, whatever I'm I here. need, <laughs> yeah. just do all of it. And, <laughs> and I really do. I think that's what loan officers and realtors need to do, need to think about because you know, this doesn't come as natural to you and I, as it does to most of the people that listen to this podcast and that listen to your podcast. And so, you know, people have to treat it the way you would honor a time slot of having coffee with a real person. Yeah. You need to put it in the calendar and honor that time slot as this is when I'm creating content. Yeah. Absolutely. Because most people will go, that's so good. I'll put it on the calendar but then that's the first thing on the calendar that if a client's like, hey, I'm only available at 9 a.m. Thursday, and that's when you'd block time to do your videos, Yeah, it's the first thing to go. Right. I always say, treat it as if it's a meeting with your best realtor partner that sends you the most I love that. And the one time I actually told a loan officer that, and he's like, all right, I'm going to record this content. I'm going to go cancel my meeting with my realtor partner. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. But really, like you have to, I, I heard, um, I think it was actually um, Josh Metal was talking, talking about building confidence in yourself. And yeah. the one way that you really build confidence is to make commitments to yourself and then fulfill those commitments. Mm -hmm. Because if you tell yourself, I'm going to record content during this time, and it's something that does mean a lot to you, but you just don't end up doing it, then that confidence is just dropping as you continually don't execute on the things that you're committing to. So you have to you have to commit to it if you're going to do it, because otherwise it's just going to be this thing that drags on and it's right. going to be hanging over your head all the time. So that's the best way that I can frame it up for people. Well, and, and that's so good. And for anybody listening, that's like, I don't know if that's true. I know for me, if I say tonight, I'm going to wake up in the morning and go exercise. And then I don't, there's a little bitty part of me that's like, dude, why, why do you lie to yourself? Why yeah. do you fail yourself over? And so now if my wife's like, Hey, are you going to go walk in the morning? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, because <laughs> I'm not going to set myself up to not yeah. do something. And, and when we break that down for, to social media, we work with loan officers and realtors that all they've done for the last several years is fail themselves mm -hmm. when it comes to, okay, I'm going to be better. And then they're not, and then I'm going to be better. And then they're not. Yeah. And so they're walking basket cases when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. And that's why we wrote down that one of the things we want to talk about was I, nobody wants to talk about mindset when it comes to social media. Yeah. Because it seems like something that's just so simple and basic, but let like, let's begin to break it down. Like where do you see most loan officers and their realtor partners failing with the mindset piece of, of executing social media? Yeah, I think 
having that, you know, we talk about like the abundance versus scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. I think having an abundance mindset, and there's a few pieces of this. This is just one small one, but yeah, having an abundance mindset going into social media is so important because even if it's, even if you're creating content that speaks to realtors and you're telling them all these secrets and like things to do, then with a scarcity mindset, you might think, well, they're just going to take this information and then not work with me and I'm not going to benefit at all from it. But if you have an abundance mindset, you're giving away your best secrets and all of your information to help them grow their business, knowing that at some point it's going to come back and benefit you in some way. Now that might not be a direct, like, oh, I'm going to send you a deal because you gave me this bit of content, but eventually if you continue putting out good information, it will benefit your business. Like I, I would put money on it. Um, so I think that, and another example of that is getting involved in your community as far as I think I had talked to, um, I talked to a team and they work with a loan officer and he just wasn't getting the, um, community engagement piece of things. So we were talking about, you know, going and interviewing, if you're like a local referral based lender, going and spotlighting some local businesses and saying like, this yeah. is a small business I go to a lot. This is the owner, do a little interview with them. And he was like, why would I try to like help another business? Cause that's just taking away from my, but it's not at all. Like you're the, the key to that. And the, the idea behind it is you're becoming like almost the mayor of your town and you're becoming this resource for almost everything. So if you are dealing with someone and they need a local bakery and you spotlighted them in one of your pieces of content, like you just, that abundance mindset is going to help you so much from so many different perspectives. So that is a piece of it. That's really important. Valid. I mean, it's huge, right? I mean, that's, that's part of why I do a podcast. Yeah. Because I know that by spotlighting other experts at what they do, it's going to come back full circle to me. Yeah. And sometimes the person I bring on becomes a client, but most of the time within weeks of them coming on, they're introducing me to someone Yeah. that becomes a client, invites me to speak in an event, invites me on their podcast. Like it's just, it's, it's just the thing that keeps on giving when we truly operate. Like I don't do this to get more business, but it's a byproduct of yeah. just being a giver. Right. So, so it's huge. That, I think that's you, huge. I'll give you a good example. And this is something that, you know, I had no intention of this happening. This was not my goal and mission when I create content on social media. Sure. But, So when I was in college, I was interning for this company called Reminder Media, and they create American Lifestyle Magazine. Some people may have heard it that are listening. It's um, like a tool for realtors primarily to stay in front of their past clients. So it's just like branded magazine. It has all their information on it. It's a really cool company. So I had kind of gotten to know the guys that started the company. Um, One is the chief marketing officer. One is the president, Josh and Luke. So they have a podcast called Stay Paid. And it was like one of the number one on Apple. Like they got number one on wow. Apple point podcast. So okay. it's really big. Um, and they're still doing it. 
And I listen to it pretty regularly and I share their content on my Instagram. You know, I'll put their, their reels on my story. I give them shout outs. And the one day I had left them a review on the podcast and they read it on like live on their podcast episode. And, um, they were talking about Josh and Luke were like, yeah, Val, Val Miller, she used to be an intern for us. She left us this review. They read it and they were like, go give her a a follow on Instagram. This is her Instagram handle. And all of a sudden, like I hadn't listened to the episode yet, but I got all these realtors following me on Instagram. Where's this coming from? And one of them actually reached out to me and said, Hey, I heard your, your name mentioned on state paid. So just stuff like that. If you're putting out content, supporting other people, it just always comes back to you in the strangest ways. But that's something that like, I never asked them to get me followers on Instagram, but I just show them some love. So they return the favor and it was really cool. And it's just, it's so powerful because I know a ton of people that would do the opposite. They would literally think, how do I get people to give me shout outs on their podcasts? Yeah. And then now they're spamming people, trying to get people to give them shout outs. And they become known as the person that's like, don't talk to them. Yes. Because they're all about themselves. They're going to ask you for things over and over and over again. And sadly, like this is the world we live in with realtors and lenders. Yeah. That they end up what they call social media is what I would call like digital begging. Yes. Right. Like that's what their social media is, is they are a digital beggar with a (laughs) digital hat that they're asking people to just give them money. Yeah. And social selling, it's like social selling, but they leave the social part out of it. Like they're just trying to sell themselves to these cold leads. It leads, if you will, these people that have never heard of them. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And, and so talk about inside of like this vein, you know, cause we're talking about mindset and, when we get them to do the video, talk about the the insecurity that you see show up and and then how you you help them overcome that. yeah, that's a that's a tough one. So the insecurity, I mean, unfortunately, the only way to get over it is to keep doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I talk to people all the time who, like Ryan Grant. So Ryan is um, CEO of Art of Homeownership and he's a loan officer as well. And he puts out content all the time. And, you know, you look at, it looks like, um, like a movie star that's on and he doesn't stutter. He, you know, sounds great all the time. And I was talking to him the other day and he's like, you have to tell these people that, you know, when they're putting out content, it's not going to be perfect. He said, when I first started, you should see my first video. It's so embarrassing. He said, I should really like dig it up and post it sometime. Because you see, it's like me, little old me, if I don't post that all on social media and I see Ryan's content, I'm like, well, mine's never going to be that good. So Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to post at all. But the reality is you don't see where they started from and how their content was in the beginning. It was likely awful and embarrassing for them at this point. 100%. Um, So you just have to, there is, um, there is an insecurity how I try to get them to overcome that is just to hit home. Like no one actually cares what you look like or sound like. I promise. Um, You just have to start and you will get better and you'll start to get over that kind of insecurity and the mindset behind it. You just get used to seeing yourself almost. 
Yeah, what what I tell people is like my secret to doing content all the time is I care more about helping you than I care about looking stupid. Yeah. And that's it. You know, like I'm willing to look stupid in order to have the attempt to help you be better. Yeah, that's fine. And and unfortunately for most people, and nobody wants to hear this, but but I, I love telling people and watching their faces. Like if you didn't do a video today because of the way you looked, if you didn't do a video today because you didn't know what to say, you don't care about the people you want to serve enough. Yes. And that's super uncomfortable when when you come face to face with that reality, but it's true. Right? And so the way the way that I think we overcome this is like we've got to realize that like imposter syndrome is a very real thing. And so in a world, Val, like where we have the Ryan Grants of the world, the Josh Metals of the world, right? They're they're incredible at what they do. They're good looking. Like how how do we overcome like watching the best to do it around us and not just going, yeah, you already did that video. So like, why would I do it? (laughs) Yeah. I think that comes down to just understanding human beings at some level. Um, Because I think a lot of imposter syndrome is looking at other people's success and the way that they are on social media where they're really polished and they are only putting out the good things in their life. Yeah. When you really get down to it, like you have to understand that everyone is going through something that they don't want to show people or they don't want people to know because it is, no one likes to talk about that, but like for myself, you know, I put out content all the time. I'm trying to help people with their marketing, but at the end of the day, I know that there's so much for me to learn when it comes to marketing. And there are parts that I, I couldn't help people on because I don't know enough about it. And that, you know, that gives me the imposter in my head is like, Val, you suck at marketing. You don't know what you're doing. And then you're here trying to help other people. But at the end of the day, and Kyle, I think we talked about this before. If you know, even 50% more than the people that you're talking to, then you're still yeah. helping. If you know even 1% more. Yeah, I was about to say 50%. I don't know if I've ever had, if I've ever personally been at 50%, <laughs> but I'll take 1%. Right. If you know a little bit more, there's still some way that you can help them. Yeah. So it's really just a matter of telling yourself, like no one really is as perfect as they seem. And worrying about yourself and just improving your processes and your social media presence on a daily basis. Like that's the only way that you're ever going to get closer to being right. what you think those other people are. One, well, 100%. And, and I think, I think too, it comes down to like, we think we need to always show up impressive when I believe we need to show up relatable. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, think about like, uh, an actress walking across the the red carpet of an award show, right? Obviously she's going to be one of the best looking people on the planet, Mm -hmm. right? She's going to be better than most people watching that show at everything they've ever done. Yeah. And so what's more relatable her interviewing and talking about how great she is and talking about how amazing she looks or, you know, somebody saying, well, Hey, what, what are you going to go do after this? And, and her response being, uh, 
I just can't wait to eat an In-N-Out burger because yeah. I haven't eaten in a week trying to fit into this stupid dress to uh-huh. impress a bunch of people I don't even know that I like. And I just can't wait to get food all over myself while I shove a burger in my mouth. If that's what they said, no one would be like, meh, I don't like you as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, like it, everyone would be talking about like, oh my gosh, I love her so much more now mm-hmm. because that's the answer we want them to give. Yeah, absolutely. But most lenders, most realtors, they're not willing to humanize themselves because they've been convinced the only way somebody's going to use you is if every time you show up on social media, you do it as being better than them. Yeah. It's the biggest load of crap I've ever heard. And that even from a more, um, it's not always about, cause even for myself, like sometimes I'll post my bloopers on social media when yeah. I'm like trying to record a video and it's going awful and you try 50 times and you yeah. keep messing up and getting it wrong. Sure. Um, I'll post that because that's something that everyone else goes through and I know that they can relate to it. But even from a less embarrassing standpoint, even just sharing stories on social yeah. media. So if you as a lender, um, when you first started, you didn't have enough for a down payment and you had to get gift funds from a family member or whatever it may be, just telling a story that right. other people could relate to and or realize that they're in the same boat and can take the same route that you did. I think that's one way to be really relatable. And it's not, you know, you're not doing anything crazy. You're just telling them about yourself and things that you've gone through. Yeah, it's huge. I I know to to name drop one of one of your people, you know, like Sosi has been on my podcast a, a few weeks back. And you know, one of the things that I love most about him is just his willingness to like be himself and like he's a very lighthearted dude that mm-hmm. has a great sense of humor. And so what do you see in his reels? He's in the shower with his clothes on crying. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. he's doing things that they're not professional mortgage videos. Yeah. They're him being real. Mm-hmm. And then I have other buddies in the industry that like they've never been on camera without a perfect fade and and their suit on. Right. And so I'm not trying to tell people like, you need to be like Sosi or you need to be like the, the person with the suit on. The answer to this is what are you? Yeah. And go be that. Yes. If you literally wear a suit every day and every time I see you at the store, you're going to have a suit on by all means, have a suit on when you're doing content. Yeah. You're you're the suit guy, right? If you wear pearls everywhere you go, have pearls on in all of your content, but like don't wear pearls because the other lender down the road they always wear pearls and they're more successful than you. And so I guess I'm going to, I guess I need to start wearing pearls because yeah. you know I need to be like them. We got to let it go. Yeah. Just be yourself. Be yourself. So as, as we, as we wrap this episode up, because it's, it's unbelievable, like how fast these episodes go when you talk about like actual enjoyable things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. People probably think we're weirdos that we enjoy talking about this. But stuff. I don't care because I'm being myself. I'm talking <laughs> about right. something that means a lot to me. Dang right. So <laughs> in, in your last opportunity to the LO, to the realtor that's listening, 
that like they just for whatever reason they don't disagree with anything we've said but they're still not taking action like what what what's your final piece of advice to that person yeah so this kind of comes back to what you said before Kyle if you're not recording a video today you don't care about the people that you serve i I frame it up for people as if you're not telling people what you're doing, you're screwing them over. Come on. So if you truly believe in what you do and the value that you bring to your clients, then you would tell everyone in your network what you do and why you're more valuable. Yeah. And that is not, um, it's not showing off or being flashy to people if you're coming at it from a good heart. Yeah. So if you, Let's just say, because this is an example I used recently. Let's just say your great aunt Sally had to get a mortgage recently and she didn't even know you were in the business because you don't post about it at all. No one knows what you do. My family doesn't even know what I do, but you don't post about it or tell people what it is and why you're more valuable than the next guy. So she went to Rocket Mortgage and she got an online mortgage that's going to give her no advice. The loan officer is not going to, you know, guide her on the right path or give her what she should do. So she is stuck with this debt, has no idea what to do with it, probably in the wrong type of loan, um, got an interest rate that's not great. And that's your fault. Like you are screwing her over because you didn't tell her what you do and why you're valuable. So that is the harsh mindset that you have to have going into this and just take action. That's the biggest thing. Um, A shitty video is better than what I hope I can swear on here. Yeah. Um, Better than one that's not posted at all. So just take action. Report. So now Val, I can't decide if, if I'm going to title this episode, squit, quit screwing your people or record shitty video. Oh, I like the second one. So, because I don't, I, I don't cuss personally. So I think if I used that word in the title, people would be like, what is happening? Yeah. I've got to listen to this. So I think that's what we're going to go with. And my mom is going to be mortified if she sees it, but (laughs) I'm a grown man. That's almost 40. (laughs) <laughs> so I should probably quit caring what she thinks. There you go. There Val, you this has been so fun. I can't wait. You know, we, we're, we're going to do, we're supposedly we're going to do an episode on your podcast. I don't remember if I dropped the ball and didn't fill out of something. It's okay. Or we'll sort it it, out. you might've been waiting to record this to even see if you wanted to truly extend that invite to me. So, so we'll, so we'll see yes. what happens, but Val, how, how do people, how do people get a hold of you? How do they follow you? We'll put all this in the show notes for them. Yes. Um, feel good underscore marketing. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Val Miller, uh, LinkedIn, if you uh, are active on LinkedIn as well. And you can always reach out to me if you have any questions about social media. Kyle's also a great resource. So probably go to him first. No, but, um, they're coming to you. To have you. Um, yeah. I'm always and what, tell us, tell us the name of your podcast. Cause we're going to put, a link into the show notes for that as well. So they can go subscribe. It is the feel good marketing podcast, keeping it consistent. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Val. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. We fought through construction noise. Yeah. Hopefully you guys didn't, I didn't even really hear it very much. Great. Perfect. And so th- this was an unbelievable conversation. 
it, it's probably not what anyone wanted to hear, but it's exactly what they needed to hear. Exactly. And so thank you for giving the people what they needed. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kyle. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, Bye. guys. We'll be back soon with another really cool person with an even cooler story. Nice. See ya. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.